All right, let's start it. Are we ready? <clears throat> yeah. Episode two, mashed potatoes and muscle-ups. Mashed potatoes and muscle-ups. Yep, that's right. Welcome to the Barbell Bacon Bros. Barbell Bacon Bros. Your regular dose of vitamin B3. Oh, you know it. You got to get it done. You got to get it. That's right. Uh, so I, let, let's explain why we're doing uh, this odd naming. Let's. Right? Like, let's. Why, why it, don't we have a food and a movement? You know, because we love food and we're lifters. Word. What else do we got to say? Yeah. Like, what else do we need to explain? And we picked words for this episode that start with the letter M. Yeah. Because we want to talk about the... Um, documentary that Mayhem just put out on YouTube called Undisputed. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so so uh, CrossFit Mayhem, that's where Rich Froning's at, right? Mm-hmm. One of the, if not the greatest CrossFit athlete of all time. Which I know that now. Um, <laughs> if you tuned you know. into the last episode, you would know how Rich and I met. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they had a ton of athletes at the games, ton of Mayhem athletes at the games. Um, and so they put together this sort of called behind the scenes documentary about not only Rich Froning and the team, but some of the bigger named athletes in Mayhem. And I feel like it was barely about Rich Froning too. Yeah. I feel like they did a really good job, um, like sprinkling everybody in. I was surprised actually at how much time they spent on the actual individual athletes, mm-hmm. right? Because let's be real, like. CrossFit Mayhem, when you think of that, like, Rich Froning's the name. Yeah. Right? But, and, by the way, wearing my CrossFit Mayhem shirt. Come on. Yep. That also, you know, aptly says pray. But he's, like, the name, right? But they did a really good job, like you said, of, like, telling everybody's story. And even when they were talking about the team, right, they talked about Chase's story in particular. Mm -hmm. His dad passed away and... So I thought that was really cool. Tearjerker. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and that, what I thought, too, even then instantly, the quality, they did not skim. Like, from the beginning when it started, I'm like, is this an ESPN episode? <laughs> <laughs> is this, like, what is it, 60 minutes of ESPN? It was, it was really, really solid, really well put together. Um, and like for me, definitely, uh, I was that was like the games I was at, so it definitely brought a lot of uh, the words not deja vu, but just memories of right. like my body remembering being there. And it was just yeah, it's it's I'm excited to talk about it. Cool. So let's like let's dive in, dude. Yeah. Like, and ahead of time, I apologize. Uh, the names, I'm still not the greatest with the names. I got your back, dude. Yeah, you got my back. I got your back. I'm like you know what's her name with the hair and the lifting and the, you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Bailey Real. <laughs> yeah. And then the other, what's her name? Yeah, yeah Haley Adams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we exactly. know. Yeah. Um, not that I want to hijack the podcast before we really dive into the mayhem thing, but I just got the brand new Noble Trainer Pluses. Um, pretty they came cool. in fast. They did. They did. I ordered them last, whatever, Friday. Yeah, you were bragging about, about them on Friday, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, pretty comfortable, dude. I mean, like, this yeah. is day one. We did... We did the mashed potatoes and muscle ups workout, which yeah. had a hundred double unders in it, so feel pretty comfortable. Yeah, and then pretty legit. Well, just a little uh, snippet too. It's uh, with every podcast episode, we're gonna have a workout too. So we did that workout, and yeah. it was good. I thought it was fine. Good. How about you? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a good workout. But I mean, like 
your your feet, your shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really tough to uh, do a workout like that, and that'll be your breaking in of the shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I like them so far, man. Yeah, they definitely look very different. They they look less like tap dunking shoes. <laughs> a much thicker sole yeah. is what they have. Yeah. Yeah. The sole on these bad boys is is pretty thick. But anyway, yeah. Undisputed, the Mayhem documentary. What do you got? Oh, overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I really, I really enjoyed just the pace, like the pace that they were going at on, on uh, presenting the stage, the stage where what they were talking about and and each other's histories and you're right like rich Roning is a guy that's the only guy i really kind of heard of so you know seeing the story of the two, uh, the two girls uh what was her names again Haley adams Haley adams bailey and, rail. and bailey rail um and it was pretty cool it's like oh i actually did run into them you know but didn't really know who they were and i thought the other cool part was that there was multiple mayhem teams it wasn't just one mayhem team it wasn't just Rich Froning and his squad, but like they they literally like consumed the 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 arena of just mayhem athletes. And that's, I think there was like fifty people who follow the mayhem programming at the games. Yeah, for and across all the different you know divisions and everything. Yeah, even here in our gym at uh, Pace, uh, there's a couple people doing the mayhem. Yeah. Uh, programming too. It's yeah. long. Like, man, how do you have two hours? Right. <laughs> how do you have they two do, hours? They do a lot of volume, dude, yeah. but that's why they're so good, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're so used to doing so much work. Um, I think, like, same thing you said, right? Like, the quality of the production and Rory McKernan, whose voice is sort of the, the narrator okay. voiceover. Yeah. Like, good voice, solid voice. Right? Like, fantastic voice for doing that kind of thing. And I, I just, you know... I think they did a really great job of spreading out the story, mm-hmm. right? They didn't just talk about Rich and the the Mayhem Freedom team, you know? They talked about Haley, they talked about Bailey, they talked about Royce Dunn, and, you know, all Samuel, Samuel cornwall There you go. There's, there's a name, right? They talked about all those people. So they, they spread it out and kind of addressed some of the, the bigger names on the Mayhem roster and they did it in such a way where it didn't feel like you were listening to it it didn't feel like it interrupted the storyline either it was just really well put together that you it wasn't surface level things about these athletes but it was like genuine like their struggles you know how how they felt getting up to the games the open being at the games and the aftermath of it too and it i really appreciate the the that there was not surface level. It was just like, look, here's these um, huge athletes that are untouchable, and look at their amazing record. Right. It was just like, no, look at that. These people, like, yeah, with emotions and struggles and doubts and fears and insecurities. Like it was, man. Yeah, yeah. It was really. That good. was that was one of my big takeaways. Is I really liked they didn't shy away from, like you said, the struggles. Yeah. Um, and in so particular, it was real. right? Yeah. Right. I think in particular, they spent a lot of time on events six and seven, mm-hmm. which were the the clean and then run events where the barbell got really heavy, 
And they didn't shy away from talking about the fact that, you know, some of these athletes have a hard time with those heavier barbells. Like they even showed some of the video of Haley literally just standing there at the first bar, second bar maybe of event seven. Yeah, I think it was the first bar, yeah. Couldn't lift it. She knew it, right? That's not her strength. But like they still showed that. Uh, Bailey Rail talked about that when she was kind of sharing her story. And I loved like the one of the first things that stood out to me was a quote she had. She was talking about, you know, like being in that workout and really kind of being stressed and one of her big fears being not being able to perform yeah. in front of people. And then she kind of talked about like having this piece and the quote that she gave, and I, I want to make sure that I like get it exactly. She said, my identity doesn't lie by picking the that barbell up. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I can speak for everybody, but sometimes you forget that this is heavy for people. Like, we just think, oh, they're elite level, you know, this, they should be able to handle this type of weight. But um, I guess I can speak from experience. Like, when you're there, you, you feel two different types of surges. You feel the adrenaline that helps you, but then sometimes you feel, like, even higher doubt of when you first touch that bar and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really don't, don't, uh, don't think I can do this. Um, yeah. So I definitely was able to relate because... Um, being at the games and then being outside of the games, you know, just a normal Joe Schmo, which I am, you know, I'm like, okay, I feel that here at the gym on a day to day basis outside of the games and on the games. And it, it was a very powerful quote. It really was because I had that moment. I had that moment in the games that um, I felt if I didn't perform good enough, being the first adaptive athletes, you know, being the pioneers of that into the games that then that's it like they're not going to want to see us they're going to like look at these guys they can't handle anything so definitely that was a battle so it was very it was very nice to see that these you know monster athletes in phenomenal shape have to tell themselves that like hey i might be training every day of my life for these games but that's not who i am as a person yeah and then you flip that and you get Royce Dunn's story on that heavy snatch event where he took second place yeah. snatching 300 pounds. It's and monstrous. Right? Like, holy cow. And then, of course, you get the Mayhem team's story of, like, you know, winning so many events and, you know, being so far ahead that you almost, like... Right? Like, nobody's catching them yeah. once they get a certain number of points ahead. And they kind of hit that on, like, day two or three. And so then it was just kind of like... Being able to kind of, not coast, but get the monkey off their back. Right. And Rich even talked about, like, being able to have fun. Mm -hmm. Right? That, like, they had a big enough lead that they could go out there and really kind of enjoy... The workout and the experience and yeah. stuff like that. So I want to go back to Dunn, um, and I think it's really cool that transition because I, if if my memory serves me right, he was coming more into it as not not very not expecting so much, more of just like let's let's here's the goal let's go win. I'm not expecting to be having an amazing night or all that stuff. I feel like that's if I remember that, and for him to hit that 
it's it was amazing that he was just like man my body's just responding it's it's doing what i need to do come on let's go um yeah and then uh really cool that he was also had that humility where it didn't get to him he's just like i had no problem listening to him right like because uh what's his name yeah he that 300 pound look easy easy his and done you he's just like i I, it took everything for me to hit that 300 and this freak of nature like yeah i'll lose i'll I'll lose to him and what's crazy he joined mayhem yeah right after the games yep so mayhem who already was stacked yeah added some phenomenal athletes i mean gee wasn't even the only one they've signed Uh like four or five big name athletes recently i check my email constantly for my mayhem invite but it's coming i get it i get it they probably want another year out of me who knows you know right well and they just announced i think they're putting four teams together this year for the games like they've got, you know, the big ones, right? Yeah. Mayhem Freedom or Rich Froning and, you know, his crew are there. But they're going to bring back Mayhem Independence, which they had before. They've got, uh, I think, Mayhem Libertad, okay. which is going to be... You think Guy's going to be on that one? He is not. No? Okay. Um, but oh, he's going to be individuals for sure. Yeah, but they've got, you know, some other, you know, big names from, from South America. They're going to be on that. And then I think a fourth one, Mayhem Justice. So, okay. like... It's, I like their namings, by the way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so they've got, you know, they were they were impressive, crazy impressive last year. They're even bigger this year. Yeah. It is. It, it's it's crazy. It's for what they were able to accomplish, like even in any sport you can think of, like winning consistently, whether it's, you know, basketball with the Warriors, whether whether it was, you know, the Giants with the Dynasty in the two thousands, you know, it's taxing. And these athletes are literally pummeling their body every single day. It's yeah. just definitely impressive. And um, they do a really good job as well of just expressing their, their uh, human nature and being very humble about it. Yeah. Um, like when he was talking about the lead, it's like, okay, we got the lead. And it wasn't like, like yeah, we got the lead. Now, you know, we're going to coast because these people... They can't hang with us. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. Exactly. It was just like we have the lead, the stress and the jitters. Like we can now relax and come to have fun because, like, it's it, it's really easy to lose the having fun part. Right. It really is, especially when you're chasing a title like that, and everybody knows, and everybody's gunning for you. You got a big target in your head, you know, and it was, it was just phenomenal. It was just amazing. I, I really do appreciate the just. The way Rich said that one. He was talking proudly of what they were able to accomplish the first two days. And then I was just like, now my team, we can just go out there and have fun now. And and continue to stay focused, but in a in more of a fun focused area. Yeah. yeah. What else, man? What you got? Um, I mean, phenomenal, right? Yeah. But I do also think that there were some maybe some, some things that they missed. And one of the things that I think they kind of missed on was they didn't tell the story of the two women on the team, Taylor Williams and yeah. Andrew Nistler, right? You get rich because rich is rich. And then they had that really cool story about Chase and his dad passing away. And Andrew Nistler and Taylor Williamson got almost no time like they didn't talk a ton about it right 
And then, um, was that Chase's first year? Is so, that why? Is that why I'm, I'm not too familiar with his story? Well, other than the mayhem that was told in the story, but is was what made it so special? Was it that that was his first year in the team at the games? So Chase used to be on the Mayhem Independence team, okay. which was like their second team. Um, and they made it to the games, I don't know, a couple times. Okay. Um, but it just kind of like, you know, didn't really happen. And then, you know, some of the the, the stuff changed on the, the Mayhem Freedom team, the, the sort of big dog team. And they brought Chase up. Um, and so I, I don't know that it was his first time at the games, but it was certainly his first time up on top of the podium. Yeah. That was special. Yeah. And then, um, I guess, yeah, I, I didn't really pay attention to that, that the, the two women, because they did focus on the other two individuals who competed individually. But, right. yeah, it would have been very nice to know um, the story of the other two women on the actual Mayhem um, Freedom team, right? Yeah. Um, that would have been cool to know. What do you know about their stories so far? So, I mean, they were part of another team before that really kind of pushed the Mayhem team. Um, I, they're, like, some phenomenal, super strong, super solid, you know, female team. Like, they were partners on another team before. Mm -hmm. um, so, they're. I mean, they're just, you know, they were right up there pushing Mayhem in previous years and... You know, they changed the rules for what the, the teams were going to look like last year. And so when they announced that these two women were moving from their team to join this team, it was kind of like, well, that's it. Like, it's over. They got it. And they were part of another Mayhem team or just no, another box? No, another gym. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they got drafted. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So you know, that's a thing in the games, too, drafting and stacking a team. Well, that we had that period of time where there was, you know, all the super teams where like all these big name individual athletes were getting together to form these teams, and they still couldn't compete with Mayhem because Mayhem all trains together, and they they do like you know like we were talking about earlier. There's so much volume, like they do so much, and you can put together super fit people, but if you don't practice the yeah. team aspect, right? Especially with like equipment like the worm or you know some of this other synchro stuff if you don't have the communication and the practice down like it's just just not going to happen as well mm -hmm. and that's where i think mayhem excels and they might have not talked about it so much in the in the documentary but i also believe it's the i like to believe that what unites them is their faith too um just you know they're not shy of you know your shirt prey Right. Like, that's that's pretty broad statement, you know? <laughs> right. So I'm pretty sh I, more than confident that that makes a difference, that we know that these individuals are investing into each other, not just fitness level, but also spiritually. Because I know they have their podcast episodes, and I know they have their Bible studies, and I know they have their mission groups, too. Yeah. Um, I, I understand. I can understand why they didn't dive too much into the into the documentary, but um, I would have liked to see a lot more of that. You know, I'm sure I'm a little biased um, by it, but <laughs> just hey, a little. Yeah, just, just a little. little. <laughs> hey, you and I have that amazing. Uh, we were able to click well because we we both like fitness. We we both believe in like health and family, and then we 
subconsciously knew we were people of faith. I feel like it, that's what it was. It just made sense, you know. So I know that's a, a leg up in the competition. Not that, you know, God gives you more to go compete. But God does bring people together and knits people together, especially, you know, if they have the same mission, same goal. And they all seem to have that type of personality that we're just here to work hard and give God the glory and let's go win some titles. Yeah. And um, I would have liked to see more of that, but I know I know that's also a big, huge key of why they just have a leg up on everybody. It's just they're connected in more levels than just moving weight. Yeah, and I think part of it too is, you know, like Bailey Rail was talking about when she was kind of telling her story and like finding God's peace in the midst of failing a workout. Yeah. Right? This this idea that my whole identity is not wrapped up in whether or not I pick this barbell up, right? I think sure. that helps, right? And that that gets rid of some stress because now like my worth, my personhood, exactly. all of that has nothing to do with this barbell. Yeah. It's cool that I can do it if I can do it, but if I can't, that doesn't change like my worth, my value, who I am as a person. I think that helps a ton too. I, I was listening to the uh, to that episode driving, um, and that moment really, really touched me um, because I experienced the same thing at the games. Um, the workouts really are blurred to me, but there was a, a moment that I'm never going to forget, and I know I, I truly believe that I'm going to take it with me to the grave, and I'm going to remember it. You yeah. know, was. Um, it was a, uh, a workout on the field, and it was the bear crawls. It, there were some bear crawls, some uh, dumbbell squats. It was very, like, leg heavy. Yeah. Um, and you will get my story uh, coming up in the next episodes. <laughs> um, but that is a difficulty for me, right. is legs, is being in the 90 for so long, so often with weight. And that workout had everything to do with your hinging. Like, it just wanted to destroy, like, your hips and stuff like that. And I remember getting to the uh, sandbag, and it was a 100-pound sandbag. I've never squatted a 100-pound sandbag. That's a whole other different animal. Like, you yeah. think of it was like, oh, if you can squat 300 pounds and 100-pound sandbag, it's no big deal. I was like, no. Like, just trying to get comfortable. But um, I remember that my body was functioning just fine, and I was just super confident. And I was like, man, I, I got this. And then... Um, I finished that bear crawl and it just didn't feel great um, after doing the dumbbell uh, uh, squats. And I got to that bag and I lifted up once and I was like, God, I can't do this. Like, every, like, I just can't. Yeah. Um, and right there in that moment, I was like, God, you brought me here. Like, no offense to anybody who works really hard to the CrossFit Games, but. I did not care about the game. So I'm like, that was not something I came to the gym to do. That's not something that I brag about being, oh, look at me, I'm this games athlete. This is, it, it never was a huge goal for me. It was just something that I believe that was aligned for me to go do. So right there in that moment, I was like, you brought me here. Like, I'm done. I can't move on anymore. And I felt this just supernatural like strength come upon me. And it was just right then and there where I realized that this isn't 
this isn't for me, but this is for my story and being able to inspire people. I picked that sandbag up, knocked it out, did those bear crawls like I've never done them before, raced to the finish line, and once I got to the finish line, my body just collapsed, and I remember being dragged off the field. Uh, yeah. Holy cow. I was able to, uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't suffer like a neuro crash or anything. It was just, it literally felt like it was supernatural strength. Yeah. It really did. And um, from that moment forward, I felt that same identity. I was like, my identity is not on this podium. From there, I was just, I was still interested in the leaderboard. I still wanted, you know, we're competitive people by nature, you know, for the sense. Uh, but after that, I was like, I, I'm not really worried about what happens after here. Yeah. I, I made it here. If I can inspire one person when I'm done, mission accomplished. So when Bailey shared her story like that, I was like, girl, I got you. I feel you. I can relate. Uh, I kind of feel the same way. I obviously don't have like a story like yours, but I feel like her vignette if you want to call it like little snippet yeah was the most powerful piece of the entire thing like the whole thing was entertaining and great yeah i love crossfit and you know rich froning so but like to hear her story you know like you said like that's the thing that stood out to me that's the thing that like touched me the most was hearing that yeah because it's at the end of the day, I feel like we all try to cling on to some form of identity, whether yeah. it's our jobs, whether it's our, our children, our spouses. Um, but to know that everyone's identity is unique and that the identity that you possess shouldn't have any pressure. Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't be something that weighs on you. It shouldn't be. So I feel like anybody can relate to that moment, to that Bailey moment, whether it's on a CrossFit stage, whether it's at home, you know, cooking for your kids and your family, whether it's a job trying to perform and hit quota. Um, at the end of the day, it's like we, it's very powerful and beautiful to come to that realization that you're more than that ABC. Um, and yeah, it, it was definitely, like you said, it was, it would made it. And, and everybody else didn't really get to have a moment like Bailey, but I feel like everybody else has that same mentality on that on that uh, oh for sure yeah and then that well who was that the 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 dude who was sick who got sick oh samuel corn cornwall cornwall yay is just like hearing his story too that it's like everything that you can think of that could go wrong like went wrong right so we had i feel like we had that story from bailey of just like accepting who you are as an individual and loving yourself as an individual and whatever happens happens right and then you have the other story of just like perseverance where I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to give it my all. I'm here. Yeah. And to do it with the attitude that he did, like he didn't, he wasn't complaining. He didn't throw a fit. It wasn't a why me, but it was just like, well, let me go throw up really quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> let me drink some water and let's go. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. Great. I mean, I think it was a great documentary. So scale of one to 10. One being an absolute bomb, ten being the most perfect documentary ever. What are you giving Undisputed by Mayhem? I don't know. You really can't compete with The Last Dance, you know. MJ in The Last Dance, so it can't get a ten. <laughs> uh, definitely, I would say an eight. Um, now, the the 
an eight and probably more if we probably would have heard more of the uh, the whole team yeah the mayhem team like you mentioned you brought that up something i didn't really realize um but eight because they did a really good job making these people human yep and it's so easy to make athletes like they're immortal like they're not humans right or they're just like these i get it like the Rich Froning, Tia, Matt Frazier, they do seem like freak of natures chiseled by God himself. <laughs> like, yeah, they do. <laughs> and then you're like, dude, there's no way. There's no way whatsoever they feel what we feel. But that film showed that that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give it an eight. What about you? I, I'm right there with you, dude. I think I'd give it an eight. And I think they, they ended the video or the documentary like clearly setting it up for... Here we come for 2022. Yeah. So if Mayhem Freedom wins again this year, that'll be 10 gold medals, first places for Rich Froning in 12 years. That's... 10 first place at the games. And the, those two years that he didn't, he got second, second place. Times. Yep. Yeah. He's never been worse than or lower than second, so they they definitely like led up to like here we come for twenty twenty two. It's number six, right? That would be the team. Yeah, that would that be number would be six. His, yeah, this year it'll be a six. Yeah. Well, they heck, they said six sounds better, or six has a better <laughs> sound to it. Like five is nice, but six has a better sound to it. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's and it's realistic. It's all believable. I don't think there's anybody out there that's going to say, nah, 2022, it's, it, they're going to, they're not. So we don't know a lot about the team competition for 2022 in terms of like what teams are out there. There is a team out there that I think could give them a run for their money, dude. Who? So Annie Thor's daughter. Okay. Who took third place individual last year. Um, she's putting together sort of like a super team. She brought over Lauren Fisher, who's a longtime team athlete from CrossFit Invictus. She brought over Com Porter, who longtime individual athlete from Australia, and one other person whose name is escaping me right now, which is terrible. Tolomora Quino, who's well, that's a tough thing. <laughs> ridiculously strong. So she has put together this group of people who have a a lot of CrossFit experience okay. in general. But B, a lot of team experience. So I think they could give them a run for money. I definitely still think Mayhem is top dog, yeah. right? Like, until somebody beats them, they're it. And yeah, it, well, like we alluded earlier, they can bring that super team, but Mayhem has the camaraderie. Yeah. Like, how much camaraderie are they going to be able to build from now till then? Like, right. Uh, we see it in sports. They, they, it's CrossFit yeah. is a sport, right? But we see it in the other sports, like super teams, just don't always necessarily work right away. It's true. Um, so I, that's why I think, like, even if they do put this team together, uh, which we're gonna have to circle back to Annie, um, if we do put this <laughs> team uh, together, they would have to be able to beat them in that sense of just camaraderie. Yeah. Like. Because at the end of the day, I feel let's just say if they're matched by speed and matched by strength, at the end of the day, like 
are they going to be able to build each other up when one is up and one is down? Right. Um, and it, but so circling back to the Annie thing, like, so she's not doing individual next year? She's not doing individual. She ain't going to give Tia a run? No. No. She is going team. Which, honestly, like, so she's got two first place CrossFit games way back in the day, right? Okay. She's been around forever. Um, All right, I guess that makes sense. She had a kid, like, less than two years ago and so like going team gives her a little bit more time right it allows her to like it allows you to extend your career it allows you to you know spend a little bit more time with your family because your entire life isn't wrapped up in like train recover repeat Mm -hmm. you know like Fraser fully admits that he gave up basically everything else in his life everything he did was focused just on performing and recovering yeah and just eat this don't eat that sleep now wake up now uh drop the pounds add the pounds yeah it's yeah it's tough wow i didn't know that that's cool yeah so we'll see what happens 2022 it's uh just the fact that we've I remember my wife and I were watching the uh, the events, you know, little breaks and stuff of like that. And when people just think she just had a kid last year, I'm just like, wow, wow. So that's why I'm like, okay, yeah. Next year, then she probably might be able to, you know, tell the young. Well, how old is Tia? Is she considered a young buck in CrossFit world? I don't think so anymore, dude. No. She, I mean, she's got. Six five or seven five. years yeah, six in competing. the games. This will be year seven, right? Five first places. I mean, I think I don't. She's not like old, right? I mean, like, I think she's twenty, like seven, maybe twenty eight. Like she's not old. What's What's the but, age range for for? Well, I know at thirty five, it's now you're a masters, right? Well, you don't have to. So, like Sam Briggs still competed in the individuals as a thirty eight year old last year. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, if you qualify, you can still go. But, yeah, the Masters divisions start at 35. I thought you had to move to the Masters. No. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a Masters next year. I'll be 35. Masters adaptive, bro. Well, there isn't any. Because in our adaptive, we had technically a Master. Yeah. Right? Age-wise. Because really? um, I think it was a... I think Brett, who took first place 21, I think. Young Buck. 20, full, full life ahead of himself. That's right, that's right. Uh, and then myself, uh, I'm, I was 34, 33 going to 34. Um, then Sylvania Harold, uh, I think also mid-30s. Um, I believe George Simmons, he was our master, guys. I think he was like closer to 50, like up, up in the 40s, I believe. Um, and then, oh my bad. I'm sorry, bro. I don't know why your name's escaping me. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but he also from Argentina. Um, he also in his uh, mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. So we had two very young ones, and then you know, you know, Sylvania and I in the middle, and then. Yeah. So I, eventually, maybe down the road, when more adaptive athletes come out, there'll be a Masters. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think? Do you think uh, Tia, Tia will ever go a team? I could see it. Yeah. Um, I think she's still got, you know, as long as she wants in the individual world to, you know, just dominate. Um, 
But I can see it. I mean, they've got they've got the proven camp going on now down in Nashville, and you know that's where her and Brooke Wells and Sydney Wells and you know they've got some they've got some guys like Street Horner and Will Morad down there. So they're building like a camp, mm-hmm. right? So I can see it somewhere down the line. So is Mayhem the biggest camp or the oldest camp? Um, I mean, I would say all, like Invictus might be okay. Um, Invictus, because Invictus has got a bunch of campuses. Right, right? yeah. Um, but, I mean, and, and CJ Cummins, not CJ Cummins, he's a weightlifter. Uh, CJ Martin, who owns Invictus, I mean, he he started way back in the day. Um, CrossFit New England, which is now Comp Train, um, they've been around for a long time. So, I think Mayhem's probably, it's probably not even a probably, but Mayhem's the best known one right there the name most decorated one yeah oh for sure the most decorated um but there's there are starting to be like in the last year or two a lot of camps coming out kind of all over the place so camp pace fit yep yeah we got one athlete we'll grow it (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of the 2022 season officially started Today, yeah, we're recording on Thursday, February twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Open announcement twenty two point one was just announced By, earlier today. As you would say, Tia Ter, Tia Claire, Tia Claire, Tia Claire to me. Yeah, close, close. Still yeah. be on the show. Sorry, I butchered your name. <laughs> Fifteen minute AMRAP that's got wall walks, dumbbell snatches, and box jump overs. Yeah, I'm gonna lie, a little underwhelmed really? i don't know why i was ex- i was expecting a monster to start okay but uh, i guess after seeing it i was just like ah, that doesn't sound horrible um it's definitely i think it's going to be good to challenge it's challenging your pace for those who know how to pace themselves right. and to know because uh, not that many workouts and gyms are 15 minutes long Right, they tend to be what, seven, nine, maybe twelve. The the sweet spots sort of maybe like the ten to eighteen minute range. Um, But yeah, depending on what you're doing, right? If you're doing multiple pieces, you know, we typically in CrossFit don't get over twenty minutes super frequently. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like I definitely think you know, for most people, like the dumbbell snatch, like. The weight, right? If you go RX, it's because you can do the weight. Otherwise, you go scaled. Yeah. The bur- not the burpee box jumps. The box jump overs. That's just the cardio piece, right? And yeah, so- which you can't jump off. You have to step down too. That's a piece oh. that they made. I don't know if you knew that. They you have to step up to it and step down both feet. Um, I something about you couldn't just jump off and have that rebound. Interesting. Yeah. It's a step. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm out there, but I, I I saw some people kind of uh, on Facebook. It's like, what do you mean we can't do a rebound and bring Dave Castro back? <laughs> <laughs> like over a rebound? Wow, yeah. bro. Uh, so I mean, like when I look at those movements, right? Like for me, I'm a obviously I'm a bigger dude, right? This workout, the wall walks are gonna be brutal. The nasty part. I mean. Obviously, being a big dude, my cardio is not phenomenal. So, box jump overs, not super great either. But 
you know, those wall walks are going to get spicy real quick. Especially after uh, the dumbbells. Yeah. I feel like it is a very shoulder heavy. Like, if you don't pace yourself with those wall walks um, and with those snatches, you're going to be gassed out to even do the quote unquote simpler movement of step overs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, we'll see what happens, man. Like, start of the open new season fresh chance to go for stuff like be interesting to see what happens yeah and it's going to be the first year of uh pace fitness that's right pc crossfit, CrossFit at pace. <laughs> all those names all the names pace fitness home of crossfit pfs yeah it's going to be yeah. uh, it's going to be exciting to see everybody out um so we obviously like mentioned uh, recording this earlier so We'll be talking past tense, but we're talking future tense right now. Right. It's going to be nice to see everybody out and yeah. um, gauge the um, excitement. There's a couple of people I want to I want to see crush it. Yeah, you know, uh, I want to see Ronnie. <laughs> uh, I want to see how Ronnie's yeah, going to do impressive. with it. That's going to be impressive. Dude. Yeah, because yeah, R- Ronnie's a freak. Ronnie, you're a beast, bro. Um, I, yeah, and I think it's it's cool to just see. The community aspect, right? Yeah. So you get the worldwide leaderboard, right? Like everyone in the CrossFit world does this. And I don't. you don't have that in any other sport, right? Like Rich Froning is going to do the same workout I do, right? Like Tia Claire Toomey is going to do the workout I do. Yeah. You know, you don't get that in the NFL, right? Like... Aaron Rodgers isn't playing the same game I'm playing. I don't get to go step on the field with him and compete, right? Like, no. this is this is truly like a community thing, and so you do get to see the entire world. And then most gyms do something kind of fancy. A lot of gyms do like Friday Night Lights, um, you know. So there's there's typically like this extra excitement and community building that happens with the open. And to me, like. Those are the things that are more exciting than, like, doing the workout. Yeah. So, talking about how different gyms do, what are we? What are we going to do at PaceFit? Yeah. What's so, the plan? So we, um, the coaches got together and we did a fantasy draft, snake style, just like you would in fantasy football, right? So we we did a, a randomized spinner to see, you know, who was going where. Um, and then we drafted teams. So we're going to do this thing where, like, if you come do the workout with us on Saturday mornings, that's worth a point. Right. If you participate in whatever the theme of the week is, you get a point. Just for going and putting your score in the CrossFit Games. The leaderboard. Leaderboard, you get a point. So that's three points just for showing up, doing the workout. In, you know, whatever it is, this week it's superheroes, so, you know, wear your Captain America gear, because he's the bomb. Um, You'll be Captain? Yeah. Captain America, bro. He's the best superhero out there. Batman's my dude, but I don't have anything comfortable to work out in that's Batman. So, I'm going to go Flash. We should have a conversation about which superhero most closely resembles the Christian life. (sighs) Okay, it's not Batman. I get that. 
The conversation's I'll over. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. It might be the superhero that's my favorite. So, um, But yeah, so three points just for coming and doing it, right, and recording your score. And then if you win your particular division within our gym, that's an additional point for yeah. the team. So, you know, it's it's to again to build the community aspect to have this camaraderie kind of fun thing going on that celebrates CrossFit, right? And like the community aspect of the right. gym and just it's gonna be fun doing what we do. It's gonna be cool seeing everybody in their superhero things. Yeah, well, how many how many Batman's and Supermans do you think you're gonna see? I don't know. I don't know if they, there's gonna be a lot. Considering what Marvel's done over the past whatever twenty years or however long they've been doing it, I don't know that Batman and Superman take up quite the the but, environment that they used to. But I agree. But we are all older generation and the nostalgia. And how many of those? Well, hold know, on, well, hold on. So I know I'm old. Okay, okay. You don't have to rub it in. How many of them really went to go buy Marvel gear when they probably still have, may have, if they're into superheroes, the Batman, Superman stuff? And maybe if they are not into it, is I can see them going into go get Marvel because that's where it, Marvel's everywhere. All right, maybe. But we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So speaking of workouts, dude. Yeah. This episode, Mashed Potatoes and Muscle Ups. Which we did today. We have a workout, yeah. which, as you said, we did today. So, mashed potatoes and muscle-ups. Two rounds, 50 double-unders, 40 sit-ups, 30 back squats, 20 hang cleans, 10 muscle-ups, then you rest a minute, and then obviously then you, you do go. your second round. Weight on the back squats and the hang cleans was 95 for guys, 65 for women. And like you said, we went and did it earlier. What did you think of the workout? It was more tiring than I expected it to be. I, I, I figured that there would be uh, not that much taxing between the jump rope and the sit-ups, but no. That's the part where I thought, okay, this is where I'm gonna get my breathing in. Yeah. After I'm done with the double unders, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it with the sit-ups. Um, so the sit-ups took me for wonder. It's just like, okay, I really can't catch my breathing here. But it was fun. Yeah. It was a really good, solid workout. Um, it wasn't too heavy on one thing. Um, your calves, you're going to feel it. <laughs> I guess that's the one thing that you're going to do yeah, it from the good. jumping of the rope, right? Bit, and yeah. then from the uh, hand cleans. Yeah. If you're hand cleaning properly. Getting that gonna, triple extension. Yep. Yep. If you're not, then okay. <laughs> then you won't. <laughs> then you won't. <laughs> now, question. It's got... 10 muscle-ups per round, so 20 muscle-ups total. Yeah. Did you do muscle-ups? No. Me neither. I did not. I don't have muscle-ups. No. So what did you do instead? I did uh, pull-ups. I'm like, man, what's the word? You pull <laughs> up. What is it? <laughs> I'm just pulling my body up. What do you yeah, call that? Yeah, keeping pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Like, I'm better at normal pull-ups, mm -hmm. but I need to get better at kipping. So kipping okay. pull-ups tend to be harder for me for some reason. To me, there for some reason, someone out there is like, "Well, yeah, the reason they're harder is because of A, B, C, you know, whatever." Uh, so no, I have uh, um, muscle ups. Muscle ups. Okay. It's like, man, what are we talking about? Uh, I, it's late, guys. Uh, <laughs> I have four kids. You know, 
Give me a break. <laughs> uh, I have muscle-ups, but I haven't done them in a while. And the last time I did them, I messed up my trap pretty bad. So I got to slow my, you know, ease myself back into it. But that's what I did. There you go. Yeah. Why didn't you do muscle-ups, man? Because I don't have muscle-ups yet, dude. Okay. Yeah. All so. right. We accept all levels yeah. here. It's, it's not a it's not a, a a movement that I am capable of doing at this point in my career as a CrossFit. Do you even athlete. want to? It would be cool, and I have gotten. I did. I've done two muscle ups in my life. Okay. Both were in 2017, um, practicing for the open, and then once I actually got into the workout, I didn't get any. So I have, <laughs> I got two I got two bar muscle ups when it didn't matter. Um, so yeah, I'd love to get back to it, but. I, Again, like, it's not where I'm at right now. Right. So, you know, so mashed potatoes and muscle-ups. Yeah, and as you, we scaled it, right? We wrote the program, but yeah, we scaled it. So yeah. don't be shy to scale it. The whole point is just uh, just to have fun with it, to have fun with us, and to know that we also suffered alongside with you doing these workouts. Yeah. And we are going to do every workout that we put on here. We're not yeah. We're not going to skim through it. We ain't, nah. ain't going to be posers. No. Nah. No. So, mashed potatoes or muscle-ups, hit it up, yeah. scale it if you need to, and then hit us up on Instagram, let us know what your time was, any other things you want to share about how you scaled the workout, whatever, maybe you want to let us know how the open's going for you. Yeah. We'll even take uh, suggestions for episode names. Just look, oh, our, yeah. our, that'll be nice, right? It has to be a food and a movement, you know, and it doesn't have to be an actual like prepared dish it doesn't always have to be like elaborate thing it can be skittles and sandbag carry i don't know um do we want to keep the s and s if it's in it i don't think we necessarily need to i think no. it's always cooler right okay. like muscle ups and or mashed potatoes and muscle ups right yeah. that's it's got a little it's got a ring to it yeah we got some other episodes coming that have some some good names to them yeah too, you so. definitely do yeah so once again thank you thank you for uh, tuning in and We'll look forward to hearing from you on the gram. Yeah, uh, what you young kids call it, right? Do you still do young kids? I don't know what they call it. The gram, IG, IG, the gram, the book, the, the socials, the socials. Yeah. Um, the twits, tweet. No, <laughs> tweeters. Tw- no, Twitter. It is not the twits. <laughs> We're gonna edit that part out for no, sure. No, are not. That is perfect. Oh. So, yeah, uh, thanks for joining us again, episode two. Uh, go check out the Mayhem documentary yeah, on definitely. YouTube. It's called Undisputed. It's like 52 minutes long. Hit that workout. Have fun in the open, and we will uh, see you in the next episode. Yeah, for your dose of vitamin B3. Barbell bacon bros. So you did good, bro. You did good. <laughs> Cut. <laughs>